have no idea what loss is. You have no idea what loss is. I reckon it's got something to do with that girl. He's got everything to do with that little girl. I can take care of myself! How many close calls have we had? Can't be any worse out there. Can it? Every guy in this room is staring at you right now. Maybe they're staring at you. Maybe they're jealous of you. I'm... just a girl. Not a threat. Welcome to the world of The Last of Us, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for the Naughty Dog video game series and the HBO and Sky Atlantic television show. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today, my co-host is David. How's it going? I'm doing very well, thanks. Excellent. Uh, This is for Season 1, Episode 2, called Infected. I have some very good things to say about this episode, uh, but I'll hold (laughs) off on that for a moment. Uh, We we had a very short conversation about it uh, yesterday. Yeah. Uh, What did you think of this episode? I really like this episode. I mean, it, it feels like um, a, a natural continuation of where we left things at the start, uh, you know, at the end of the first episode, which was was essentially uh, Joel, Tess and Ellie um, escaping the zone and they're sort of now trying to find the flyer fi- fireflies that they're supposed to offload Ellie onto. And um, you kind of open with pretty much with Joel and Tess kind of standing over Ellie go uh, who's fallen asleep trying to figure out what they're actually going to do because they obviously she flagged up as infected and they're like well is she infected isn't she infected what exactly is going on and and trying to work all that out so uh just solid sort of open to this um we also get really our first look at some of the infected in this episode as well so uh that's interesting to see how that's they're they're very sparing with how they use the infected in the first few episodes um which is going to be kind of interesting as we get deeper into it and and see whether we start to sort of end up with sort of all out sort of um things i mean we do have quite a lot towards the end of this episode don't we but um mm-hmm. yeah uh, i mean it, you're not it, it it's sort of fairly quick things and you know you're focusing on one or two rather than you know huge hordes of them like you used to have in the walking dead with like mass zombie hordes and stuff so um yeah i mean i really like this episode though it's it's solid moves forward um i mean it it's you with this episode and with the last episode you are sort of starting to 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 see why there are only two people listed as main characters in this show because mm-hmm. no one yeah. is safe nobody ends up sticking around for very long so um yeah, it, it's, that's going to be interesting moving forward as well and see who shows up and who doesn't. But yeah, um, it's it's really superb. I, I I 
thought the drama was really good. It's paced really well. It's a shorter episode than the first one, isn't it? 45 minutes, this one, I think, or 50 minutes. Something 50 something, like that. yeah. 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 Uh, whereas the first one was about an hour and 15, something like that. So. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, oh, okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. So uh, I like the fact that they're doing that and they're not being overly kind of specific about how long the episodes are. You know, they've basically being told what same as what you would do on a streaming service is you know you make them as long as you need to make them do whatever you want yeah 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 uh i thought this episode was absolutely phenomenal i really really enjoyed this a lot and it's just it it's really stunning to me going through this episode um one of the strengths of this episode that is helped by the previous one which is kind of what you do with tv this uses the setup um, for the first episode so well because it's kind of already got some of that stuff out of the way and now you're getting more into like okay what's going on with Ellie and then you're actually going through some other set pieces and and that sort of thing um, so that was that, that was excellent as well um, but just like and I know I keep saying this and this is probably going to be a continuous thing throughout the, throughout the series just watching this thing play out like in a TV format on screen and seeing like oh i recognize that location and these buildings look really <laughs> cool and like oh they're going into the hotel and oh they're going into the museum and like oh is this gonna happen and oh um locked doors i remember those in in the game and there, there's so many great little t- like specifically in this episode as well there's so many great little touches um and what i thought was like sort of fair game for this episode because again i i it doesn't need to be a beat for beat like copy and paste um of of the story is they're kind of like the episode ends in sort of the same spot where the game does here kind of but you you get there in sort of slightly different ways but it isn't like a massive deviation right from the games and i'm i'm appreciating that i mean i've kind of just been through in a bit of a different way like with the walking dead because walking dead like you still get to sort of the same spot by the end but you get there in different ways the only, the only major difference with that obviously is you can have a cast of 20 characters and you can swap out some of the smaller characters' desks for the other ones. You won't be doing that here. Mm. Um, like in this episode, if you swapped out Tessa's death for Joel's, like the entire story would just change exactly, so, so yeah. dramatically. So I, I, I know that you can't really do that. Um, they might do it later on with certain other smaller characters, but not not yet. It's too, it's too early to do that sort of thing. And that's, not, that's also not what I'm expecting from this show. Um... The biggest surprise, the the biggest and like most delightful surprise to me in this episode, and th- th- this isn't even something that was on my mind. They go into this hotel, right? And um, b- because of achievements and trophies, I've spent a lot of time in in that hotel, optional conversations and things like that. And like I'm trying to kind of, because I'm I'm viewing this in a in a sort of a different way that I view other other shows, just because of like the game it's based on and my process going through the game and and that sort of thing. And they enter the, the hotel thing, and I'm like, oh yeah, water. Ellie can't swim. How are they going to manage that? And then they sort of like work their way through that scene. I was like, hang on a minute. On the right over here, this should be a desk. And Ellie in the game goes over there. You do an optional conversation and. Bella as Ellie walks over and I'm like oh my god are they going to actually do an optional conversation thing in this game in this show and she goes over there and she did the exact same line and I was just <laughs> completely delighted like I because 
I mean, optional conversations more is just for a bit of like trophy hunting because um, yeah. you you can miss them. They're, they're totally optional, and you do have to go within within the mechanics of the game. You do have to go over to certain areas, and like Joel will follow you over there, or Ellie will follow you over there, and then you press triangle usually, and a character will talk about something that is near um, that that sit that situation, and like the camera panned over and was like, oh, the desk is there. And and like the the bell thing that she rings or whatever is over there. I was like, oh, are they going to do the same thing? And she go, goes over there and does it. And I was like, wow, I didn't uh, didn't expect that, but that that was so cool. And she like makes the same optional conversation, and th- then a, a let's just say zombie whatever comes out. There is another one actually. They didn't do it in this episode, which which was totally fine. This is all just like bonus stuff on top of all the qualities we already have here. There's a bit in this as well. Um, round the corner, as you go through the hotel door, there's a bit down the left, you go round this, like, um, thing with, like, a ladder on it, and there's a, like, coffee bar sort of thing, and Joel, uh, they haven't really gone over this yet in the show, um, Joel really, really, really likes coffee a lot, <laughs> and he goes round to, to, to this, uh, like, coffee maker sort of machine, and this isn't an optional conversation with another character because he goes over there on his own. Ellie, who's the NPC in this situation, um, she waits by this place where you've got to put a ladder because you've got to put it there and then, and then you go up and then you continue through the game. Um, and you press triangle by the coffee machine and Joe goes, Joe goes, uh, goes uh, damn, I really miss coffee. Um, and the, re- the reason those two things are so much in my head is because I was trying to get a trophy for something to do with the optional conversations and I had to do those quite a few times. So that was that was just a delight on top of everything else in here. Um, the clickers I thought were, were amazing. I was wondering like, okay, we, we've seen some shots of them in the trailer and like the noise is the same and the design is the same, but there's also like the movement. Um, there's also a bit of sort of um, with the clickers because... Um, they are obviously, you know, people, you know, dressed up as them because they're. Uh, I think they hired dancers for, for, for the clickers. Is is yeah, something is sense. something that I read because yeah. of the way that they move around, and there's a little bit more sort of weight to them, but that weight is almost more like a realistic touch because we're watching a real version yeah. of this as opposed to like animated moving characters. So I thought that was really cool. Um, I want to talk more about that clicker scene, but we'll we'll do that when we get to it because there's a few really really cool touches that I loved. Um, there's also some big changes with, uh, how, well, not big changes, like interesting kind of changes with how Tess dies, but I'll, I'll save that for when we, when we get to that. But it it's just like, I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm not even like, like, I'm not really impressed with visual stuff normally, but even simple things of seeing them walk out into the world and like, that's the same, that's the same world that you see in the games and it's just been brought to life and it. It's just yeah. this amazing transformation. It really is quite, um, quite special. Yeah. And uh, I, I was just sitting there, and even though there's some dark stuff that happens in this episode, I was just sitting there, just smiling and just being like, <laughs> I, I can't believe that this, this has turned out how we all how we all wanted it to. And look, we're only two episodes in. The next bunch of them could be terrible. I very much doubt it. But you know, um, anyway. So uh, I'm just yeah. Uh, over, over the moon so far with this with, yeah. with this thing it's is really quite incredible that on top of you know all the interesting dialogue and acting and directing and mm. all that sort of stuff so somebody posted a thing on uh, a, a shot on reddit actually just talking about the comparisons with the game oh yeah uh it was it was a screenshot it, all it is is joel standing in front of like a door with a red brick wall 
Um, and they showed they they posted a shot of of it from the game, and the exact same shot that was used um, on the TV show as well. And I mean, apart from the fact that it got it's got Pedro Pascal in it, they're practically identical. I mean, that's how close it is. It's amazing it, what they've done with it. Like, it, it, I mean, I yeah, it's it's fascinating the the sort of cinematography and the production design and and all that sort of stuff that that's gone into this. How closely they seem to have gone back to the game and matched things shot for shot in some places. Just not everywhere, but there there are certain little points where they seem to have done that, uh, and that's that's just brilliant because it's it's a nice little visual nod back to the game for people that know do know the game inside out you know um because i mean i wouldn't have spotted that because it's been years since i played the game but yeah um yeah i mean it, it was just I, I was looking at it it was like wow that's that's quite incredible uh I, what, I specific, like what specific door are you talking about um it's just like a, a it's a door in just a wood door in a wall basically uh you know in a, in a building and it's like a red brick building um uh, and it's it's joel stood in front of it in his sort of you know denim shirt mm-hmm. and, and and that's it but they posted the two shots like above and below each other um and whether you've got your facebook open but oh are you sending it to me yeah i just sent it to you but um that was the shot, and it's. It is. Oh my it's, god! It's, yeah. You it's, you it's, couldn't get you can't get more accurate than that. Yeah, it's it's just incredible. I mean, they're literally <laughs> exactly the same shot. I mean, you know, there's a few more bits of detail on the door, obviously, and there's there's kind of a fence thing on the one side, but but apart from that, they're practically identical shots. I mean, it it's quite incredible what they've done. Yeah, yeah, um, and it, it's not even necessarily me being impressed with the visual quality of things because that's like yeah. of, of things that I like in anything. That's like always at the bottom of the list. But it's just seeing this game be in real, like real looking locations, and it's just it's wild. It's it's yeah. really incredible. And then just even as they're navigating through, and I'm like, oh yeah, I remember going through this bit and this bit, and Ellie does this over here. And the fact the fact that they've kept it that close as well, um, because it would be very easy to go, oh well, it's going to be difficult to film in that, so we'll have to tweak this or we'll have to put. The fact that they've kept things so close that you can actually look at it and go, I know what's behind that, and I know what's over there, and you know. Mm. I, I was going through parts of this episode and I was thinking back to when I've gone through those areas in the game and like, hey, I moved Earth because sometimes you have to move stuff around to clam around and I'm looking at this episode and I'm sort of like, yeah, I, you know, we would go in there and there'd be some stuff over there or, or, or whatever. And I'm I'm having memories back to that, which is which is just amazing. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, we've got a, um, something to talk about uh, before we get into just a little thing to talk about before we get into housekeeping and then notes. Um so you already mentioned on Geek Town you've seen, and you mentioned I think on this podcast for the yes. pilot review that you've seen the first four episodes. Yeah. Uh, we are reviewing um, this episode two here um, earlier because uh, I, w- I was lucky enough to get sent them as well because you I think talked to somebody and then uh, yes they they sent me the episodes um, which was a interesting process to go through. 
Yes. Uh, with the with the app and everything. I've always I've always wondered for years because I've heard like you know Alan Seppelman and all these different people uh, talk about screeners, and I always thought like where 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 do you watch them? But there's yeah. like apps and things like that because you don't that's... just click you don't just click on your normal streaming apps and and things. It, it, so it varies. Yeah, sometimes they give you. Um... In, in some cases, they will give you, like back in the day, you used to get physical discs sent to you. Uh, these days, That'd be useful. It's, yeah. it's all through, um, you know, they, they have apps or they have they upload it somewhere. Like I, I've had some situations where they'll upload them to um, you know, Vimeo and, like, uh, and put a password protect thing on mm-hmm. them. There are other situations where they like Warner have a specific app which you have to jump through like a bunch of security hoops to be able to get onto. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, some of the others have like Netflix have like a if you you attach your account to an press account and it's uh, and you they actually show up early in your actual oh, right. Netflix app. So right. there's like you unlock very, something with it. Yeah, you it's like you unlock a secret area of it. You know, so there's <laughs> there's various there's various ways of, of uh, people do it. Some just have like websites and you've just got to stream it off the websites. So mm-hmm. um yeah there's lots of different ways that people do it. But yes, um the uh to, but the bigger companies will have dedicated apps to it, which is like Apple have a dedicated mm-hmm. As yeah. well. I mean, once I was logged in and and stuff, and I was able to watch, it was it was fine. So yeah. Uh, but just to explain the situation, yeah, David's seen the first four. I've seen now the first two because I do have access to three and four. Uh, so what we're doing is we're doing two. Um, not in terms of releasing, in terms of recording, we're doing two a week. Uh, it's not like we got twenty to catch up with. It's just it's just the the yeah. four. Uh, we're gonna do those and then release them after a certain uh, embargoed point, obviously, uh, and then just uh, and then just take it from there. So. Um, but yeah, thanks, David, for for setting that up. That was that was really really great of you to uh, to do that. Nope. No problem. And also thanks to Warner Brothers Discovery for uh, giving us both these uh, these episodes. So um, yeah. that's great. And uh, for my first ever um, screener viewing, um, what a fantastic episode to do it for <laughs> yes. as well. So that's that's always a good thing. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll do some housekeeping keeping will come back and uh for the first time in a while i don't know if i've ever done this this is uh my written recap because obviously there isn't a recap for this on the internet so uh yes let's take a break we'll come back in a minute and we'll go through all of that hi there if you're looking to get started with a website of your own and a domain name we've got good news for you with our affiliate link with kualu you can click on that link which is in your show notes which is for our affiliate link you can go over to kualu to get started with your website and domain name today they've also got a very handy chat support system which is usually in the bottom right hand corner to send messages back and forth to kualu if you'd like to ask them for help to get started with your domain name and website today so that's kualu and you can use them to get started with your website and domain name today thank you very much to kualu for this affiliate link Hi there, if you'd like to get rid of the ads in Entertainment Talks podcast and listen to the ad-free versions of our episodes, we've got good news for you there as well. You can subscribe to Entertainment Talk at either the $5 level tier or $10 level tier. The $5 level tier will get you access to all of Entertainment Talk's previous ad-free podcasts and the future ad-free podcasts that we make in the month that you're subscribed for. If you also subscribe to us at the $10 level tier, that will get you that benefit that I've just mentioned, and it'll also grant you access to request a review for two episodes of a TV show, 
and a general discussion on that show or a film review of your choice so if you if there's a tv show out there or a film that we've not covered perhaps and you'd like our opinion on it we can watch two episodes of that tv show or film review so it's one of either of those per month of course if you continue subscribing each month you can pick a tv show then a film the next month and so on and so forth this is a great way to support entertainment talk get your ad-free podcasts and also get some reviews of your choice thank you very much for supporting us and thank you for listening back to the show all right so we still have some stuff recently to talk about on entertainment talk um over on the united cast there will be another episode in between now and when this comes out that will be for the arsenal game uh but the other one that was recent as well was the 1-1 draw against crystal palace football can be very very cruel sometimes uh you know you you beat man city by two goals to one and you draw the crystal palace um we're winning and then it was the 91st minute and they scored just a cracking free kick in, in the last couple of minutes. One that you just, sometimes you just can't stop those sort of shots. So uh, very, very unfortunate with that. Uh, but that was 1-1 against Crystal Palace. Uh, so there's that one. If you missed our review for the pilot, like our full breakdown review, we did cover that. That was for season one, episode one. Um, Classic Reviews is now wrapped up for its current mini-series. I will be bringing it back at some point later this year. Uh, as well but the last episode which is the disney pixar miniseries consisted of four episodes those episodes were the incredibles dinosaur monsters inc and the last one is hercules which is the disney animated film so that was good to do another series a miniseries that we've wrapped up which i'm also going to be bringing back next year which has been a recurrence for the last three years i think is a month of positive creators which is where i talk about people that make you know podcasts youtube twitch sort of content the last episode for that was for playstation access consisting of uh, Nathan, Ash, Dave, Rob, and Rosie, who make like a they, they make obviously PlayStation content over there. Really, really good channel. Uh, this year, I talked about Noisy Bars, Hannah. I talked about uh, Chris Carr, Alana Pierce, and PlayStation Access. So that was really, really good to do as well. Uh, did my review of sorts for the Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 multiplayer. Obviously, it's going to be updated when new seasons come out. But my review so far. But instead of just doing a normal review, I called it Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 multiplayer: the good, the bad, and the ugly. Because uh, there is some ugly stuff going on with the game uh, but some also really good stuff as well um an upcoming game which is called hogwarts legacy has got some controversy surrounding it <laughs> and i wanted to do, i wanted to do a podcast which was called hogwarts legacy and the world cup versus the world um both things whether it's the world cup or hogwarts legacy have been controversial for different reasons but towards the same group of people which is lgbtq people obviously got the jk rowling situation obviously got the qatar situation i know the world cup's come and gone but it's a similar situation as the hogwarts legacy obviously with the jk rowling stuff so talked about uh, all that in, in in the best way that i could i did repeatedly say on the episode if there's anything i don't know about or anything like that i'm always willing to be uh educated and always willing to listen so if you've got that type of feedback please feel free to send that in as well uh if you want my quick uh first impressions review for the last of us's uh pilot episode i did that as well it's just called last of us 101 spoiler review over on the united cast we did beat manchester city by two goals to one so that was the united cast episode which was brilliant over on some film reviews i recently saw a film called a man called otto it stars tom hanks and he's really good because he always is and uh, that was a really really good film to watch as well uh, ant-man and the wasp quantumania um it's coming out very soon so i did a preview podcast for that recently and that's what we've been doing recently on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms all right let's see how we get on with this recap um we open the episode in a foreign country uh with a doctor 
uh, being escorted out of a restaurant. She is eventually taken to deal with a patient who has been infected. She does an examination and pulls some uh, tendrils out of its mouth, uh, freaks out and leaves the room. And then we cue the uh, title sequence. There's a few more other bits in there as well. Yes. Um, she That's sort of the, the basis of, of, of things that happens. Um, yeah, she gets asked by... Because we don't know who like any of these people are because... That, you know, this is this is where the show sort of like goes to places that the game didn't because no, this doesn't happen in the game. Yeah, um, which is uh, part of the part of the expansion of the, the TV show. And somebody I think asks at some point, like, um, what do we do about like you know a, a cure or something like that? And she just says, "Bomb it." Yeah, um, yeah, that that was kind of the most powerful thing from this because um, yeah. I mean the. The doc, the doctor basically is is being, you know, she's been picked up because she's a specialist in in these sort of infections, or you know, in in I think she's a specialist in um, mycelial like life forms and stuff, um, which are fungi, and she's brought in to look at this body, and it's this body that's been bitten by somebody, and he explains that the person that they have on the slab has uh you know basically went crazy as you know we have seen with what happens when they get infected um she goes crazy and kills like a bunch of people and and they end up like shooting like nine people or something you know and this is being sort of explained because she's asking what happened to them uh because after she this is after she's looked at the body and like discovered the the tendrils coming out of the mouth um you, you and you know it's bad when a doctor slash scientist looks at something and freaks out. Yeah, like you, yeah. you know it's bad when that happens. And, and they're sort of sat in this other room, and she's like, "Okay, uh, the, this um, he's a military guy. It's it's somewhere. Um, it, I, I couldn't figure out whether it was China or whether it was like Korea or I. I don't know. Yeah, that's yeah, but, I put foreign country. Yeah. yeah. Um, but. Um, she's you know she's sort of clearly very shook up and sat on the sofa with this um military guy who's basically saying so you've seen the body what what do we do about it uh, and she's you know, how do we control it and, and she just says bomb the city mm. um and what what is interesting is i mean i i can't remember i think i might mention this last week is i i i looked up some of the science behind this and the problem is that there really isn't anything that you can do because any the the reason that we can kill viruses is because we can that there are you know there are medicines that we can give people that won't affect the person it will affect the virus the problem with mushrooms is they're far closer genetically to humans so it's it's an it's a problem that we have with things like cancer is that there is you know any cure that you try to give is going to make the human very sick um which is why you know people get very ill from radiation when you're trying to cure cancer and it's it's a similar issue you have with this in that anything that you try to give to kill the fungal tissue in in this instance would also kill the person so and that's the sort of genuine science behind it and it's like well yeah so what do you do when somebody gets infected it's the same thing that they were talking about at the start of the last episode in that cold intro is is 
there really isn't anything you can do um and her solution is you just bomb the city because she makes the point of like well okay so she went mad and killed a bunch of people who bit her and they're like we don't know so that person's still out there somewhere <laughs> yeah so that spread so yeah and and that and that's sort of how it starts um they do bring up sort of a bit more in the in i think in some of the later episodes about how it sort of hit everybody at the same time but um yeah i mean this is a sort of starting point is uh yeah i that it's those little scenes like that that leave you with that sort of cold chill of this this is actually quite scary you know again it's like that opening scene last week of of like that 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 puts your nerves slightly on edge um mm. so it's it's a really good opening yeah definitely it, it was funny for me actually because obviously i logged into the warner brothers thing for the first time and went through some password reset nonsense because i can't remember certain things uh but once i got through all that and then um clicked on episode two and it started and i was like what the hell is this <laughs> Because uh, it opens on this yeah. like foreign country street thing with cars, and I'm like, did I? You know, you know, when you second guess yourself, you know, you've clicked yeah. on the right episode, but you think like, did I click on the right? Like, did I open the did wrong, the, the wrong, the wrong thing? thing? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember that happened with one of the seasons of Fargo. Um, I can't remember if it was season two or three, and it opens up on this like totally. I mean, it becomes relevant later. This totally unrelated thing, and you're like, huh? What was? What is this thing? Um. But that was that was kind of interesting, and then I just kind of went with it and thought, okay, well, it has to be the Last of Us because nothing else is actually on it. So yeah. uh, <laughs> went through uh, went through that, and then because um, it it was that kind of process of like, because even as somebody who kind of you know, I like to think I I know the games pretty well, um, and they're taking this woman out the restaurant, and I'm like, where is this going? But then that's the yeah. that's the interesting part about it is, you, I I knew it was going to be related to to the Last of Us, but I'm like, how is this? Yeah. Like any, any, you know, because um, obviously you go through the first game and you're just controlling Joel, Sarah, or or Ellie for for all of it. You don't go anywhere near any of this. Um, and then as soon as it was sort of okay, patient on the mm-hmm. bed thing or whatever, and then the tendrils come out. I was like, oh, okay, this is this is where we're yeah. going with this. So uh, that was very very cool. But yeah, you're right about the chilling thing with sort of, you know, just bomb. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. You know it's bad when a yeah again somebody like a specialist in this sort of area is just we can't do anything uh, and yeah. this is what we have to do. It's, so. she, it's beautifully acted by that actress as well yeah. because she looks like this is the end of the world. Doomed. You, you know she he the 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 sort of military guys kind of okay well what do we do and 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 you know she's just kill everything <laughs> you know kill everything drop a bomb on it kill the entire city. Um, I'm, you know, is it? And then I think she ends by saying, "Is it okay if I leave? I want to be with my family." And you're like, "Oh crap!" <laughs> mm. Yeah, curious as to see. Obviously, you've seen the next two episodes. I'm curious if we go back to this at all. Um, I don't think we necessarily need to, but no, no, no. no. Um, because like with the talk show, you're not going to go back to 19 whatever it was. So yeah, uh, let's move on from the cold open. We cue the intro title sequence, which was nice to see you again. Um, are you, are you somebody who skips intro sequences for shows? Uh, I will watch it the first time, but and and think, oh, that's nice, that's quite pretty, and then I'll 
probably skip over it the next few times because you know time's money and <laughs> right right um i i find that some interest it like like when you go to the big bang theory one or friends or something like that i find that it just amps you up for the episode well yeah so, so sometimes like i i watch it like the peacemaker one i always watched because mm-hmm. that was incredible but yeah um yeah. So there are some intro sequences I will sit and watch, but but yes, often I would just skip over them. Cool. Uh, we cut to Joel, Ellie, and Tess, who are in an overgrown building discussing, Ellie, discussing Ellie's condition. Uh, Joel isn't happy about the situation at all, thus Tess is asking a few more of the questions. This likely due to Joel being a broken man, which I think you can see a different demeanour from this mm-hmm. episode to the last one. Obviously, there's the section of the previous episode where... It's the post uh, death of Sarah time um, displayed several times in the episode. Ellie discusses her condition. They um, eat for a little bit, which you never do that in the game because you just keep walking through. Uh, yeah. And then they, they, they leave and they uh, go through this sort of sequence of uh, going through a building, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, what One of the probably most interesting parts about the whole last of us is that this evolution of relationship between joel and ellie because at this point in the story it's not that they hate each other they just they don't really like each other and it's more of a kind of i'm just gonna get you to this group of people and and that's that like i've no i have no interest in like forming a bond with you i just want to ask you about the situation and just get you to the to, to this group yeah. um and like how how that sort of changes and stuff i mean there's a shot uh, there's a little scene in the, I think in the second trailer, uh, when they're in a car or something, and um, I can't remember what Ellie says, but Joel says back like, "No, you, you're just cargo," um, yeah. which you know could be considered like a bit rude or whatever. But that's, to 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 Joel, that's at, at this particular point, that's just what Ellie is mm-hmm. um, when they're doing the smuggling thing. So, and you can kind of see that coming across in in a few of these conversations, um, and because of like who joel is as a person he is kind of a bit more not really bothered but kind of need the information just to get the job done whereas tess is a bit more she, she's not in the same mental state i don't think as joel so she's kind of asking a few more of the questions um there's also some great little bits in here as well about like you know she needs to go around the corner for a toilet or whatever and then it's you know sort of hey can i have a gun they're both like no at the same time <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is uh which is quite good. So uh, a few of those characteristics sort of coming through, which is which is really great to see as well. And yeah, again, you know, the, the visual design of the building. Um, I, I mean, I don't remember specifically going through this part, but it looks like something that's similar to, to where the yeah. games are at. Um, and they discuss Marlena a little bit as well, which is which is important. Uh, what do you think of this sort of scene with um, the three of them? Bella is, I mean, they're all great, but Bella's particularly good in this scene because you're starting seeing even more of Ellie's personality come out. I mean, this is this is a scene I think I mentioned last week, which we which they showed up in the trailer, and um, she is and, and she sort of does the sort of yeah they're they're discussing and they've decided that they're going to go and you know take her and try and try and get her to this thing and she sort of pretends to turn uh, and and kind of holds her hands up and like makes clickery noises and stuff and, and, and like just test just looks and like well you're not you know yeah well, <laughs> so, i think joel says it, like if she so much as twitches and he's like really yes, deadly serious it. about it and she does this like fake thing and then yeah. tess is like stop it um <laughs> yeah. yeah which is uh which is cool I really love that. It's very, very funny, and mm. and um, the yeah, and the toilet thing was was quite funny because they sort of chucks a magazine at us. <laughs> yeah, and again, you never do that in the game because you're just continuously walking through. 
Yeah. Because um, in the game, you're either walking, killing something, uh, resupplying your ammo, or you know, yeah. uh, crafting things or whatever. So it's uh, yeah, it's it's just just lovely little interactions in that. It's I I really like that little sequence. It's great. Mm-hmm. There is also a conversation in here about. Um, of course, you know, because she says, I think Tess says, uh, why are you so important? She says about Cure. And you see straight away from Joel, um, he's kind of got this sort of like, mm. oh, uh, this has been spoken about before and this and that. Because it's been, for him, it's been the 20 years. Obviously, Ellie isn't even that old. She's Because she says she's 14 in this episode. Um, so, like, he's, yeah, sort of like, oh, I like, really doubt it. Yeah. And it's been so, 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 so long. And there's been, like, too much hope of that and everything. Um, so that was, uh, that was cool. Yeah. And, and Ellie sort of, this is, you know, Ellie kind of dealing with the fact that like last episode, she's, she was literally told, do not tell anybody. And then like, she's, she literally says, oh, great. I was told not to tell anybody. I'm now telling the first two people that I kind of (laughs) meet basically. Yeah. So. So here we go. Uh, they then enter a hotel. Um, Ellie reveals she can't swim. Uh, the water, however, isn't quite deep enough to worry about that just yet. I thought that was kind of crafty. Um, Ellie then goes over to a reception desk, and I, I wrote a teleprompter, I'm not quite sure that's accurate, makes a joke about the hotel service <laughs> offering to take care of bags, and the inspector is, is in the water, but it's nothing to worry about. Um, I even remember when this happened in the game, because I was, I, I kept, what was it? I think there was, there's three optional conversations in that, like, section. Obviously, I needed that for the trophy, because I've platinum both games. Um, but there's more than that in... That, that like section that level right. so I, I was like walking all over the place of like can i trigger one here can i trigger one here and i was like <laughs> i i kept being on two out of three optional conversations for ages and like where is this thing and then i ended up looking it up or something um actually no there's a hint through like the playstation uh hints thing that you can use which is very useful actually on on ps5 um and then it's like oh if you go over to this receptionist desk she'll she'll make a quick joke and i was like oh it's going to be a quick little line and that'll be it but then there's like a whole animation to it and it's like a, a little bit of a longer sequence and i was like what a like big effort to put into something that m- most players are just going to walk past that like because yeah. there are some players i don't understand you know they'll just they'll go through it for the story and they want to experience that and then that's it not not everybody wants to platinum the game and um Another, another little fun fact. Again, I spent a lot of time here. This is why I'm kind of familiar with this little area. Around the corner, the camera didn't really go over there. But so, uh, so on the right side of this uh, ground floor of this of this hotel, there's that bit which you trigger that, and then there's like a bit of a desk behind that. Around the next part of that corner is uh, where there's a safe as well. Um, and I think there's like a, a box of ammo or something, and you can there's like a whole bunch of stuff to do there. So. Um, I mean, don't expect me to remember every single area in, in, in this type of detail. It's just I spent a good amount of time in this hotel trying to get that, that thing. So, um, But I sort of recognized it almost straight away. And I was like, huh. And then she, she sort of spied the, the desk. I was like, no, nah, they're not, they're not going to do the optional conversation thing here. <laughs> and, and then they, they, they did it. Like, you don't even need to put it in, in the episode for the show. You can just have them walk past, um, which was cool. So, uh, again, it's things like them in the show navigating buildings because there is some some differences i'll talk about in a bit with uh the test section and with the uh the museum part there's there's some condensed changes there mm-hmm. um again I, w- I don't expect it to be sort of beat for beat um anyway david what did you think of think of this scene with the... I, again it's another <laughs> funny scene and and yeah they're sort of wading through this water and she's like you know they're just 
makes the point that she can't swim and and the just her walking up to the desk and messing around and just uh, do you get the stuff with ellie that's really wonderful is the fact that she, you know she's not known a world that isn't like this yeah so this is all completely foreign to her and she bella plays that really really well the this sort of wonderment of of whilst it is very dangerous out there she's still just impressed by things that we'd find very normal you know um and yeah she's asking about oh did you stay in place like this and sort of like no we weren't that like bougie you know we weren't that sort of well off and yeah it just just little bits and pieces like that it's it it's really well played, and uh, yeah, this is a this is a really nice, fun little scene. I think, mm-hmm. um, you know, the just 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 them wandering through the the lobby. I mean, is it a case of what is it in the game? Is the water an issue? So so because she can't swim, so you've got to find another way round for her or something. Well, you in the game when because there's a few different water sections. Some of them are deeper than what this is. You get like a pallet each time and you right. because you're controlling joel That's right. and yes, yeah you go in the water and you you have to press triangle over a pallet and then she jumps over to that you swim over and push her to, over to the other side i was like how are they going to do this in the show like i wasn't i wasn't going to expect like pedro's joel to be like hang on a minute i'm going to go find a pallet <laughs> sort of thing um they got away with it a bit in this scene which is well, it uh, sort of makes sense that it's not that deep yeah um, yeah, you know, and I think that makes a sensible change. I yeah. wonder if at some point later on in, there'll be water again, and that may kind of crop up possibly. But yes, mm. there there is a particular scene. It's much later in the first game, and unless they condense things and like cut it out a bit, there is a particular bit I can think of where you won't be able to avoid that at all. Yeah. Um. So but I was like, yeah, how are they going to do this? This was just like a curious adaptation part of this, which was which was so cool. So yeah. Uh, brilliant brilliant stuff um now i wrote these scenes in the way that i kind of remembered if they're not all in the exact order i i guess i apologize but i was just writing down from what i remembered from the episode uh so that was the hotel stuff uh once they attempt to step outside there are three connected scenes these kind of happen just click 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 after each other one where tess is climbing through a building uh to find an exit um this while joel and ellie talk a little bit more about the past joel opens up ever so slightly more and gives hints to his past uh they then see tess um proceed forward cut to outside uh actually i want to stop there because we need to talk about that scene um yeah it was interesting i can't remember if it's in this or a little bit later but which I think it's in the museum where Joel's attempting to like open a door and it's locked and you'll do that quite a few times as a player. I thought that was kind of like a cool little mm-hmm. Easter eggy sort of thing. Um, but the one of the kind of interesting differences here is usually in the game because uh, you do um, send Ellie sometimes through smaller gaps because she mentions yes. that doesn't she? She mentions about like, hey, I'm small, I could I could go through, and obviously there's a thing at the start which is like, hey, we shouldn't do that because we need to. You're kind of the most important one here, um, so they don't want to send her through. Um, usually, then it would be you as Joel going through another area instead of like a instead of the third character. Yeah, and then you probably would have had Tess waiting with Ellie, and then you because it will get it. It want you to do the interactive part of it, and then you'll sort of climb through stuff. 
was like, oh, I wonder how they're going to do this bit. But then they trigger here a conversation between these two characters and let Tess go off and do it. And then she opens the door on the other side. So, yeah. uh, again, another kind of curious little, like, adjust. I, I would call this more of an adjustment um, because the way that you're, the way that you're putting dialogue into this and having a function of sort of, usually here we'd have the player do this, but that's not going to make sense for a TV scene. Yes. Um, I think has been adapted very smartly here. Um, plus the, imp- the conversation they have is pretty important as well. Um, I like with, again, with Joel here, he is very closed off. You can tell how, how sort of broken he is and Ellie's just sort of like, up for being you know chatty and explore explorative and and that sort of thing um and he does give a few more things of like yeah i've killed you know a lot of people and then says like hey how many clickers have you killed oh yeah quite a few it's sort of allusions to to his past which the game does that quite a few times as well so um any thoughts on this sort of little scene um yeah it's interesting that there's that sort of adaptation in there and um I, I think one of the things, it's a bit like the water scene, one of the things they possibly will do is things like sending Ellie through to open doors and that sort of stuff. Um, I think you will see some of that in later scenes, but it's because in a game, it's a game mechanic. And um, you, so once you've done it once, you'll do it repeatedly you know, you'll get sort of introduced of like, oh, Ellie's small, she can fit through something. Therefore, you know, whenever there's a small gap, we'll send Ellie through. But in this, it makes sort of more sense for Tess to go and do something like that and, you know, find a way through. And, you know, because otherwise it's like, oh, well, there's a small gap. We're just going to send Ellie through every single time. And that will get a bit stale because you end up repeating yourself. Whereas when it's a game mechanic and you're controlling the characters, it sort of makes sense. Whereas in a TV mm-hmm. show, if you just end up repeating the same ground over and over again, it's the same with the water thing. Like, uh, I, I suspect that, you know, you probably will see Ellie get pushed across something on a pallet at some point somewhere in here, but it's likely only to happen once rather than every time you come across a body of water, you know? So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, But this is kind of like the show tackling the traversal of, uh, of the game, which is very curious. So, Uh, but once they get through all that, um, Tess then proceeds forward, uh, cut to outside, sort of, on on a balcony of sorts, where all three of them discuss the infected being somewhat connected, and Tess warns Ellie that she can still be torn apart, because obviously, you know, it doesn't matter if she gets bitten, per se, again, which does actually happen later, but um, that she can still be torn apart, obviously she can still have, like, her arm pulled off, or whatever. Um... So you get that bit. Uh, I think we can just go straight on to the next part. Um, then cut to outside. They end up going across the bridge. Uh, Tess asks um, Ellie how uh, she actually got bitten. She tells her she was messing around and got jumped. Um, they then hear some infected. Um, I don't know what we should say really about the balcony scene. It's very, very quick. But it, it, it was kind of interesting to see. Because um, I don't remember that being a specific part of the game that they were sort of huddle up a bit more i mean like in in the walking dead they sort of do the the herding sheep kind of thing because that's how the walker sort of operated yeah um but these are because the, the official name for the actual like normal infected in in the game is runners uh and then they evolve i think they then evolve to clickers and then they just get bigger and bigger because the fungi stuff 
right, just takes yeah, over, yeah, and then you sense. end up with massive things like you see in the in the trailer. I can't wait to see how the show adapts that later as well. That'll be very yeah. cool. Um, they then do evolve again in the second game, but um, we'll we'll get to that. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm I'm yeah. There's still things like ahead of of this where I'm very curious to see how they how they adapt different things. But they've done a fantastic job so far. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, it doesn't like it, it. doesn't change the function of of runners or, or anything. It sort of just, if anything, it sort of adds to them, kind of. Um, mm-hmm. What did you think of what Tess says here about um, them being a bit more connected? Yeah, well, that sort of makes sense because um, again, it comes back to the sort of science of fungus. Uh, which, I mean, if you watch Star Trek Discovery, for example, has uh, the mycelial network in that is based around fungus and uh, yeah. the you know and there is this thing about the fact that they are these giant interconnected like things that talk to each other so it sort of makes sense that they are all connected to each other and it's potentially you know you can step on one in one place and it will wake up all the others so um yeah i think and that's also sort of foreboding for what is to come later um but yeah, I mean, it's it's a nice little sort of additional thing that they put in there, and uh, yeah, I, so so it, and it sort of sets it up for what happens towards the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very good. Um, so we talked about that bit. Uh, she can be infected. Um, yeah, it makes sense for Tess or one of her or or Joel to mention about like, hey, even though you you seemingly are are immune. And whatever, um, like yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't mean have... you, it doesn't mean you can just do what you want. Yeah, you can you still know? have your head taken off, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Plus, you can also still just be killed in normal ways. Well, exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so that was good. Um, yeah, the the scene on the on the bridge was was quite cool. Again, this was like the, one of them big kind of. And again, I'm I'm never usually impressed by these things, but they're sort of like big sprawling city types of shots and. Um, then going across the bridge, which which was cool, and uh, it was interesting with with like again Joel being a little bit more not laid back but sort of reserved, and Tess is the one that's asking her more questions and things. Um, it was very interesting with uh, when Ellie's talking about um, like when she's answering the questions about hey how did you get jumped and and this kind of stuff, and you're gonna you're gonna find out more about that later with the with the left behind. Uh, I'm gonna assume that's like a bottle episode or something. Um, with what goes on there you've seen some of that in the trailers already um she kind of tells tess i don't i don't want to spoil that too much but she kind of tells tess like a half truth here um so i i thought that i thought that was a good like for, for fans of the games that was a good like sort of nod to that and also it does get sort of put across like that in the, in the games but this is also an interesting nod to like okay you've seen some of Tessa's past, you've seen definitely seen Joel's past, obviously the, the the Sarah sections, but to to Tess and to Joel and like let's say newer audience members, Ellie's a bit more of a mystery. Like, mm-hmm. okay, who who is this girl? Like how did she get infected in the first place? So I thought that was a good way to sort of tease and sort of temporarily put that information across on screen. Um while walking across like very video game accurate locations as well. So um I don't remember a ton of bridges in uh there's some in the second game. The second game's a little bit more open, though, and there are some some more, like, city-specific locations. Um, there's a specific part in the second game with uh, Seattle, and it's it's a bit of, like, a an area 
which, which which looks similar to this. There's some some like some bridges and stuff, but that's a big area where you've got to go and look for for some fuel or something. But then you can also like explore a bit more and look in other shops and things. Which again is where like the second game is just able to expand more on the first one. So anyway, um, David, what do you think of uh, the bridge scene here with Tess and, and Ellie? Um, yeah, I I really like the scene as well. Uh, you're right; it is very sort of impressive. Um, the, the just the visual look of the whole thing, and um, uh, also, yeah, I mean, because I don't actually remember how Ellie got infected and whether that comes out. So for me, that's quite nice because it is sort of. Did you play uh, Left Behind? Uh, I don't think I did. No, actually. So. Hmm. Um. Yeah, that that's sort of an interesting mystery bit for me as well, and whether that sort of comes out in the show is going to be interesting. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, a good scene again as well here. Definitely. Uh, so that's that one. Then they, uh, I don't know which one of these scenes is my favourite in the episode, which is putting that in a good way they then step into a museum museum uh where things get a little more intense once they work their way up some stairs ellie spots her dead soldier joel and tess realize how bad things are and they begin to hear more infected cue our first interaction with clickers uh after more intense scenes they clear the infected leave and end up on a roof um a more than usual worried tess and joel patch up as ellie walks across a beam and is told to wait um yeah very interesting that the function of like the function of stealth with how they're adapting that for the show mm-hmm. and i was trying to sort of see like because there's the bits where obviously in the game when you're reloading your joel's revolver you just press a button and then he he does it by, by himself but this is a you know real actor and he has to physically put each each bullet in um you still get kind of like the click 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 of each bullet for that and then you, you click it back in it's i don't know if there's i don't know if i've got this right but it seemed like, cause you know when he takes cover and there's a a clicker that's in the background that he can hear, and he opens the gun up, tips the bullets out into his hand, and then he's going to like click them all in. It seemed like you know that click where they swing the um thing back in on, on the revolver, and that makes like a yeah. bigger click sound. I thought what Joel was doing. I don't know if this is actually the case or if it's just Joel being nervous, which is understandable. I thought that he was thinking when I click this in and it makes a bit more of a louder sound, that's going to attract them over because that's not a thing in the game. Like you just you just reload and then and then that's it. Mm-hmm. What what you have to be concerned about as a player is how much noise you make. Um, and th- there's like a tiny little explanation from Joel uh, towards Ellie where I, I think he points out like they can hear but they can't see, so they're they're totally yeah. blind. Um, but they can they they spot you uh, by sound, which is a little bit similar to how the monsters in um. A quiet place work, which just makes yeah. for more sort of like sound-based stealth uh, instead of like walkers and runners, which they'll see you and they'll just come after you. So, yeah. uh, but these are far more, far, far, far more dangerous, especially in the game. You can't really melee attack these these clickers unless you've got like an upgraded pipe or something, and you can whack them around the head um, and that kind of thing. Because with the basic melee attacks, Joel's got his fists, and Ellie, when you play as her, has got you know her little flip butterfly knife thing yes but you can't use that on the clickers because they'll just insta kill you yeah. which is which is interesting and again i was looking at that and thinking okay how do they adapt that for the show um and they shot the because you can shoot the clickers like a bunch of times or you can you know you can be more fun and shotgun its leg and then stamp on its head which is cool <laughs> so uh that, that's quite a useful mechanic that like you can do it with the the human enemies you can if you get like a good enough shot off 
you can shoot off something's leg and then uh, with a clicker or whatever, they'll usually crawl towards you because they're infected and then you can stamp on the head, which is quite cool. So, yeah. Um, but I, I, yeah, again, I don't know if it was Joel in that scene thinking, okay, when I click this in, that will attract them or if he was just really nervous. Um, but then there's also the bits where you, you've got to think, okay, for again, for a real actor with this prop, you can't just do it like a video game where it's just click, click, and done. Like, you've got to tip yeah, the bullets yeah, out yeah. and then reach in your pocket and get them more out and then do that, yeah, yeah. which was which such a cool touch. Um, and again, with them sort of sneaking around and everything, which is, which is really, really great, and then the sounds of the clickers. And uh, again, this is just the, the, the game coming to life here. Um, but yeah, f- fantastic first um interaction with uh with clickers here i think there was was it two or, th- or three there was there was a few of them i yeah, think yeah i couldn't i couldn't quite figure out whether it was, it was at least two, or two three. i think yeah there was so. at least two i think but yeah i mean the, the the whole of that sequence is really good the the look on joel and tess's face when they see the dead soldier and uh-huh. it's like cut to bits and they're like oh crap that's not we good. recognize that sort of thing and yeah. yeah we know what that is um and they i think they have a little conversation about maybe it's already gone or you know um and ellie of course doesn't so that that sort of sets up this sort of nervousness and then we get them actually encountering it and that sequence where they're they're trying to sort of you know work their way around the various different units in the museum and keep out of you know i mean i did wonder they they were sort of ducking at points and you got to think aren't they blind (laughs) so i i did sort of wonder about that but yes they were sort of ducking behind things and kind of trying to creep along and stuff but um yeah i mean really really good very tense scenes and <clears throat> showing that they're not easy to take down these things either you know because they each of them took a couple of shots to actually stop them yeah. as well at least as yeah. well so and these are kind of the i mean not the lowest level of of mob as such in this but they are sort of the lower levels of them compared to um some of the others so you just does wonder how they're going to handle some of the bigger monsters that they encounter later on. But um, yeah, I mean, this, this is uh, a, just a really good little action scene again, using them fairly sparingly at this point. Um, mm. But yeah, works really, really well. It's, it's quality over quantity. With, yes. Uh, these scenes here. Um, just a quick explanation to how this is different in the game. Cause again, I was, I was remembering like, you do this whole like different section with Joel, and, uh, and none of it it happens here. Um, so you go through, and there's like a small nod to it in in a funny. You know when they go they go through a door at some point, and there's like some wood that collapses at one point. Mm-hmm. There's a bit in the game where uh, you go through a little bit of a bigger section. You go through like some other museum parts, and you go upstairs at one point, and uh, they're trying to go through this door just normally. There's then a bunch of wood that just blocks your way, but um, Ellie and Tess are able to get through before you are. Again, you're controlling Joel. Um, so your task is you're going to go through this next section on your own. Good luck. There's clickers here. Uh, and then Tester says, hey, you, you'll find a way around. We'll, we'll see you in a minute. And then you go through that. You go through, I think, one of the same rooms that's in this in this scene, because um, I recognise some of the glass cabinets and, <laughs> and things like that, that that are there, which I think you can shoot and like mess about with or, or whatever. Um, 
And then you go through that. So you take on, I think it's two or three clickers on your own, but it's a bit of a bigger area. Once you do that, um, you don't actually have to do that. You can sneak past them if you want to. You then go sort of like, I think it's upstairs again or something. You go around, you then hear Tess screaming or shouting. Uh, and then you take out this, um, you take out one of the, one of the runners that's like blocking the door. You then go through that door, it triggers a cutscene. And then... Uh, you see Tess fighting very up close with another runner. Um, that in the game, I think, is a point where she gets bitten. And obviously she hides it at that point. And then you then proceed through to the uh, the, the, the other section later. Um, but then once you once you join up again with Tess, Ellie obviously is, is there as well. And then the three of you fight through um, a few more. I think it's like a, a few clickers or a few runners or something like that, like a combination then you go through this window, then you go up to the top, and then that's where this, like, um, you know with the, what was it called? Where Ellie walks across on on the beam. You then get to mm -hmm. that point. So, again, yeah. they, they, they condensed it for the show, which made sense. Um, but I thought that was, a, that was a cool sort of difference there. Um, any any thoughts on the particular difference there? Um, no, I mean, it, it makes sense for the TV show, because a, a lot of them, again, it's game mechanics, and it's like... You know yeah. how how do you make this how do you make this work? Still giving the same flavor to it, but make it work for a TV show. And uh, yeah, I think I think that works really really well. Um, and um, yeah, the sort of Ellie walking across the beam at the end is you know she's told to wait and sort of doesn't and like you know he's kind of <laughs> heading across. Uh, yeah, it was I thought it was a nice little end to that section as well. Mm-hmm. A point in the show that I found kind of interesting as well, seeing the game when you take damage, you uh, open your, your backpack menu and you craft a medikit, which I'm not expecting that to be the same way in yes. the show because that wouldn't make any, make any sense. Uh, and then they're getting out this tape or something because Tessa says she, she sprained her ankle. Oh, she, she sprained her ankle, yeah, yeah. she knows at that point she's bitten, but uh, she doesn't tell Joel yet. And then it was almost like a nod to sort of healing slash crafting when yeah, that they yeah. stay there and they're like patching up her ankle. Uh, so I thought, that, I thought that was a very cool way to do that. Um, so yeah, it, it's very interesting to see like game mechanics be translated to, to scenes in a TV show, uh, yeah, which is, I mean, which is very cool. What's interesting is it's not until you start to point them out that I'm like, Oh yeah, that, <laughs> you know, which shows that it's working as a, you know? Oh Yeah. As the TV show, because I, I didn't really think of those things whilst I was watching it. I was just engrossed in the story. And, and mm. yeah, you know, so it, it works in a way that makes perfect sense. But when you actually point it out, it's like, oh, yeah, well, that is a sort of nod to that. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, there's there's a bit it was a bit of a um memeish kind of joke thing that was was going around before like the episode came out. <laughs> this, there's this way that um <clears throat> that Joel collects things in the game where you kind of crouch down and you'll go into a corner and you'll see a bunch of a bunch of supplies and you'll just keep pressing triangle until he does it and he does this kind of it's been described as like monkey paw-esque sort of <laughs> thing where because he's reaching yeah, up and down like... and up and down on, on the different shelves I'm not expecting to see Pedro do that obviously <laughs> uh, and, and they don't really have to do that in in the show because he's not going to need to find like cloths and bottles and things like that yeah. um so yeah because uh, some people were asking like hey how, how are they going to translate that to the, to the show I don't, I don't think you're going to see something like that so yeah. it's uh it's great um so yeah, you you get that, and then they they have a little conversation. Um, I like as well they they included a little bit here as well. Uh, once 
once Joel and Tess go across the the beam thing, uh, Ellie's waiting there, and he says, "Is this is this everything that you hoped for?" Um, which is a, a particular line in 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 the game. What's interesting visually about that as well is it's a little bit more sunny in that scene, and they've just gone through you know clickers and all this kind of stuff and all this you know the the nasty stuff of the world, and it's this like. Again, it's a bleak story, The Last of Us, but there is these moments of happiness, and it's this moment of happiness where they're both kind of calm, and like they've they've just you know collected themselves and and that sort of thing. It's a bit more sunny, and they're looking at I think it's the Capitol building or something, mm-hmm. and yeah. Joel's pointing it out. They're both a little bit more happier, and he's like, "Is this everything you hoped for?" Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just those, those like moments of happiness in this otherwise bleak story that. Um, I thought was really good as well. So that was an important one to kind of include. And then they go down down the ladder. I can't remember in the game how you get down that, but that would be fine details that I'd be remembering. Yeah. So, uh, but it, it's cool that they included that as well. So uh, as the three of them attempt to, em- to attempt to enter another building, Joel realizes that things have gone uh, wrong, checking a few vehicles. Once they enter the building, they find a bunch of dead people, dead sort of soldiers. Both Tess and Joel realize things have gone very wrong. Uh, Tess starts getting a bit more angry than the other two, realizing her situation. Uh, the three discuss um, uh, the three, three discuss Ellie's bite as Tess reveals hers. Uh, further using that to convince Joel of the situation with Ellie, because she's like, "Hey, look at how look how bad mine is. Mine happened like five minutes ago, and hers is three weeks old." Mm-hmm. To try and convince, because Joel doesn't even really like. Yeah, he doesn't believe, believe. that. Yeah, he's like, I just have to do this job. Whether she's actually immune or not is not really my problem. I just have to get her to this place. Yeah, that that's sort of what's on Joel's mind. That will evolve and change as we go through. But mm-hmm. uh, that that was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, you uses it for that um, situation. Uh, there's an infected that crawls out that Joel shoots, awakening the nearby infected. We cut the camera back to the um, ones that they were looking at earlier, and they get alerted. Um, yeah, waking nearby infected. Tess then sets a trap for the infected for gasoline and grenades and things like that. Uh, Tess uh, tells Joel and Ellie to leave. Um, they do, but Ellie isn't happy about it at all. Uh, most of the infected run past Tess. However, one of them sees her and uh, infects her, sort of. Um, she manages to drop the lighter just about in, in time. Um, that was kind of like differently scary uh, in, in a way. Igniting the trap, taking herself out and the infected. Uh, outside, Joel and Ellie see the burning building and they walk away. Yeah, we lose Tess. Um, and it's been interesting this week uh, after the, obviously the first episode aired and there's been a few, because I follow obviously different you know fan accounts for The Last of Us and stuff because of course I do. Um, and they were like, hey, are we ready for episode two? And they, and they posted a photo of Tess and some people were kind of like, hey, are we going to go there? already and <laughs> some people kind of like thinking yeah yeah we we, we sort of would um yeah once they were building up to certain scenes i was like okay it's going to be in 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 this episode um yeah it's a shame to to lose her we lost her in mostly the same way again this is where the tv show has been understandably condensed there's a like longer section that they i wouldn't really say cut out that they changed uh, so what happens in the game is you you still go through you still go to I think it's called the Capitol Building this building isn't it mm-hmm. uh, yeah. you, you still get there there's still the, the dead men on the floor that the same like infection reveal happens in basically the same way um, instead of infected being alerted though uh, there's a bunch of soldiers that are after the group that's just been killed that are there 
and um, Tess stays behind. She goes out in like a blaze of glory type thing. You then run off into like a, a different locked area. You, you sort of can't go back. Um, you then you're still controlling Joel and you have Ellie with you. You then go like upstairs in this building. You go like around and stuff. You shoot a whole bunch of different um, of these people. You then eventually work your way back downstairs. Uh, I think it's through a different exit, which we'll, we'll see. Um, I mean, they're already out of this building by the end of the episode. Um, and then you shoot through a bunch of those, and then you go into somewhere else. We'll, we'll see where they end up next episode. Um, so yeah, she she dies in mostly the same way, apart from the in, in the game, it's these uh, other soldiers right. that are sort of hunting the three of them because uh, of the Firefly Fedra sort of you know yeah, yeah. war thing that's going on and she basically is like hey I'll, I'll i'll do the like i'll hold them off while you get away with the girl sort of thing uh and then she just gets shot um so i presume that she well you started to kind of see her be infected didn't you because you start there was like yeah. a little bit of like a facial expression change with her um but she got infected slash probably burned as well um again that this is where like okay they've cut out some of the the action stuff there from the game which is which is understandable um but yeah as soon as they started like the infected got alerted i was like huh because i was kind of like where's the guys with guns that's that's what was mm. sort of on my mind because the the guys that you see in the building are still dead in the same way and then it's it becomes apparent to tess and joel that oh no like we were supposed to get these people here get ellie here but this is like gone tits up sort of thing yeah um again I, th- I think this change is fine i think it's a change that is is an adaption for the show uh so we'll see where things go after this um david what do you think of this uh last scene with tess here having yeah having been through you know what actually happens in the game i actually like the change that they they did here because it i, I think introducing a bunch of soldiers at this point would have rather confused things you know because the bigger threat that you're dealing with is the infected and from the tv narrative point of view it makes far more sense to have that situation where they're all connected and you know they get alerted and they rush the building and you have this suddenly have this big mob of infected coming after them that actually i think makes a bit more sense in the tv show universe and to have Tess sort of blow herself up to stop them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, it's it sort of that setup, I think, works really, really well. I mean, I, I couldn't remember what happened at that point in the video <laughs> game. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think what they, the, the change that they made there makes perfect sense for the TV show and it works really well. And I mean, this, this sort of look between Tess and Joel as well where he first realizes that she's infected and Ellie realizes as well and and them using that of and Tess sort of using that to try and convince Joel how important Ellie is uh is, is a really nice bit of conversation as well um you know because although you're not seeing infecting infection as much on her face you can see it on her body when she shows where the scar is you can you know where she's been bitten where is the exact same place as the game as well i think yeah right well yeah why not and Mm -hmm. and whereas ellie has been bitten again i think on her arm and it's like (laughs) yeah and they're like not bothered at all (laughs) yeah Yeah, and she's she's like uh, and she makes some (laughs) remark about well if anybody was going to be bitten at least it's me you know Mm. um i noticed they cut the camera to test after that yeah yeah yeah. i was like oh right yeah yeah sad so 
I thought I thought that makes you know that that whole sequence I thought was quite quite nice that sort of conversation of they start to realize how badly things have gone wrong as as they mm-hmm. sort of check the bodies and and Tess's sort of desperation of realizing that she may have just died for nothing because if they can't get you know she knows she's not going to make it out of this because she's been bitten and if they can't get you know um Ellie to these people because they're not there what are they going to do and all that sort of stuff so i i really like how the whole of this played out mm-hmm. um and um yeah goodbye tess unfortunately but yeah the sort of walking away and then seeing the building explode i mean there, you know there's no way she made it out of there so mm-hmm. do you remember who does the voice acting for tess in the game no who is it any version oh, okay you know um was she Re- renee yeah renee in uh 24 ah, right okay. yeah so she's the one who did the the voice and the mocap and stuff so yeah that was really cool um yeah it, it, it's interesting and kind of cool the way as well they um because again joel isn't completely convinced about like ellie's condition or the cure or really any of that and like he has evidence right in front of him of like look how bad this is this happened 10 minutes ago and look at ellie's arm and i, I think When's it? Ellie said, I think it's when they get um, scan checked in the first episode, and Ellie says this is three weeks old, which I think was like a few days before this this episode. Yeah. Uh, time wise, uh, she's like, "This is three weeks old, and and like it's basically healed and totally fine." And then he sees Tessa's one, so um, yeah, Joel does take a bit of convincing in the story, but um, it does it just continues um, to make this interesting dynamic between. Uh, Ellie and Joel and what was interesting after this as well because Tess has now obviously gone in the story um, that inf- planting that information to Joel now and then now they're basically on on their own at the moment um, they will obviously meet other characters as they, as they go along but um, then you're going to start to kind of see it depends on how the show plays it out but you're going to start to see like okay there is no other person for me to sort of ask about how this you know the infection or whatever it's, it's just me and the it, me and the girl now and like how how is he going to deal with that sort of going forward i, th- I think mm-hmm. it's very interesting um the it, one one of the qualities i've always talked about with the last of us is you go from that first meeting um where ellie and joel meet which they literally kind of fight each other when they first see each other yeah. um to where you are at the end of the first game and how the different the relationship is but it's the, the way that's progressed and developed and so far they're doing a really really good job with it in the show still very early but yeah they're doing a very good job with that in the show um but the problem the, the interesting thing on the game if you could if you didn't execute that well in the original story on the ps3 the game wouldn't have worked quite so well it still would have been great for like gameplay and stuff but it's that relationship that's so important so mm-hmm. now that he's been told that i think uh it's going to be very interesting um what do you think of what they're doing so far with joel and ellie's uh yeah relationship? And I mean, uh, it obviously does advance as you go through the episodes and i mean it, it still takes a little while to bed in because you know uh-huh. you mentioned there was a scene that was in the trailer that that where the pair of them are in a car and he still refers to his, her as cargo um which is is in one of the upcoming episodes so you know there is yeah the, the, the that relationship is still there but you are you do see it start to turn even more as you get kind of further into it but he's still that's still how he sees her you know and at this point he's still 
kind of thinking, well, okay, we need to, you know, obviously he's not going to kind of give up and go back at this point, you know, otherwise Tess died for absolutely nothing. He's, yeah, you know, and he's still trying to find his brother. I mean, that's the whole point of him doing this in the first place. So, you know, he's not going to give up. Um, and the only way he's going to be able to move forward is if he looks after Ellie, but he doesn't see her as anything but cargo whether that that has entirely convinced him that you know she isn't infected um i mean i think it probably went some way towards it but uh yeah i mean it's um it's it's interesting to see that relationship change and grow over the next few episodes as well absolutely uh, that's the end of the episode episode two um, and even though we're recording a little bit early, we of course did release our episode one podcast two days ago, so there has been some time. Uh, so we do have one email to get to. Uh, what we'll do about that, by the way, because obviously we'll have seen uh, two, three, and four before the, the the public has, so we won't have any feedback for some of those episodes. Uh, we won't need to do. We won't need to do like an end of season big feedback thing because we'll be back on a normal schedule for episodes. Was it five through nine? Yeah. Uh, so once we get back to episode five, we'll have. Um, yeah, more, more feedback and stuff. So there will be maybe one or two. So I think the next one and the one after that, we probably won't have any feedback for because people won't have seen the episodes to write in for, for that stuff. Um, unless there's things that are like related to what's happened in episode one or any, like general questions and stuff. So um, we'll see what we have when we have it. Uh, your emails won't be missed out or anything. I will just read them for the later episodes uh yeah. but yeah if you'd like to write into the show in the meantime for all those things and of course for any of our other podcasts uh matthew at entertainment talk.org twitter e talk uk there's contact page information in your show notes email box on the website version of the episode and a clickable email name in your show notes as well john writes in and says thanks for reading my email last week you're very welcome uh, with the Last of Us being on H, sorry, with the Last of Us on HBO being a success, already a success after two episodes or one episode. Um, yeah, it's 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 crazy the scores that this thing has gotten so far. Yeah, it's um, not only not only was it like the what the uh, largest launch on since, since um, House of Dragon, since Dragon, yeah. and third largest launch since Boardwalk Empire. I think it's now up to. I think 10 million already. Mm, I read um, that, yeah. The day one so, plus thing. Yeah. For it. So, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. Whew. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder how much... Because you've got the people that played the game. Um, not all of those are going to be watching because there are some angry, nasty people who don't like the show for particular reasons. Um, I can't imagine that there's any fans that... Like, let's say you just base level enjoyed the game right i can't mm -hmm. imagine there's any of those people that wouldn't at least be curious about the pilot yeah um because even for let's say like with castlevania like i'm not a castlevania player but it was a video game thing for netflix and although i didn't finish it, all of it i did watch at least like the first season just to see what it was like so there's at least that audience for the pilot there's obviously the people that are like massive fans and stuff that have watched it um I wonder how many people as well kind of oh I've heard of that video game it's it's supposed to be very good I'll check this out like they're not gamers yeah. necessarily but they're in in it for the story yeah. and then how much word of mouth the show is getting as well because like with, with Gray from what the sense I got from him was oh I've heard a bunch about this show should I watch it was because yeah. Gray's not not a gamer so um, a combination of those people has has led up to ten million so far also. Um, 
can't remember if it was before the first episode went public or not, but on IMDb, this might be different even by the time this episode comes out, it was the number one show on IMDb, I think it was IMDb, and it had beaten, like, you got all your big stuff in there, Game of Thrones and Breaking Bad and Sopranos, and it was it was on a 9.6, Breaking Bad was on a 9.5, I mean, yeah. I'd give Breaking Bad a 10, but... Um, yeah, so would I. Yeah, I think that can ebb and flow as we, as we go forward, but... Yeah. The point is, it's done incredibly well so far. Anyway, back to John's email. Uh, thanks for reading my email last week. With The Last of Us and HBO being a success, what do you think this means for the other Sony shows coming up? We have Horizon, God of War, I think that means, G-O-W, uh, Gran Turismo, Twisted Metal, and maybe a few more. Um, yeah, I can't remember outside of that. I mean, you've got Uncharted, but that's that's the film stuff. Um, Gran Turismo, I think, is, a, is that a film or a show? I can't, can't quite remember. They've just uh, casted that, I think. Film, I yeah. think. Twisted Metal's on Peacock with Don Cheadle, I think. Yes. Uh, Horizon, we don't know anything about that yet. That's just gotten commissioned. That's on Netflix. God of War's going to be on Amazon. Um, The difference with that, because I get what you mean about, okay, because one Sony property has been as successful, the others be. Um, Although a lot of those IP are very, very good, like you've got God of War, which is great, Gran Turismo is really good for those players, Horizon's got a great, you know, characters and story and stuff, and and, and a really interesting sort of sci-fi world. I don't know really anything about Twisted Metal, so I can't comment about that. I know that you do things in a car. (laughs) Yeah, uh... it's more of a, I mean, but that's that's the thing. I mean, they're very different types of licenses. None Uh of them got quite the range that Last of Us has, I mean, Gran Turismo is a driving game, and it's a very good driving game. But I mean, you're inventing an entire story to go around Gran Turismo for the movie, and, and really, I mean, you could slap any driving name on that, really, and and turn it hmm. into. Sony's a... just lucky that they've got the Gran Turismo name to make a car show and put the name of that on it. Exactly. So I um, hope that isn't a case where, like, oh, we'll make an average car show and just stick Gran Turismo on it. Yeah, I mean, it is a film. It's got a reasonable cast for it. I mean, you know, there's there's some decent names in there like David Harbour, Orlando Bloom. Um, I haven't but, seen Orlando Bloom for ages. Um, it's also got there's a random Jerry Halliwell in there, which is interesting. But anyway, I mean, there's uh, yeah. So, I mean, there are some interesting names attached to some of those things. And but they're very different sort of shows. I mean, Twisted Metal is nowhere near as big a game as something like Last of Us was. So there's probably going to be less interest in that out the gate. I mean, might be a brilliant show. It's it's very much more a, a sort of comedy, I think, that one than it is a straight yeah, kind of I think drama. So. Um, so they're they're targeting very different sort of audiences as Which is well. Totally fine. Well, yeah, which is fine. And I mean, I, I it, the adaptations will be as good as the adaptations are. I mean, you know, that's it, it's it, it's like sort of you can have a brilliant book, but if the adaptation of that book is rubbish, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, yeah. it, some things work, some things don't. And, you know, great. I'm glad they've managed to sell these things and make adaptations of them, you know, wonderful for them and everything. But... Uh, I mean, I don't think you can say just because it comes from Sony that it's going to be brilliant. I mean, the 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 thing that Last of Us had going for it is 
it was a strong story to start off with. You then got a very, very solid director and showrunner to, in Craig Marsden, and you also kept Neil on board to guide the story as well and guide the adaptation. So, I, I mean, it depends how you do it. I mean, we've already seen how wrong it can go with something like Uncharted. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I mean, I... I, I, I it's that they're going to be as good as they're going to be. And they, that means they could go either way. So hmm. you can't just because one's a huge success, it doesn't necessarily mean the rest of us are rest of them are going to be. Hmm. Yeah. I kind of echo what you said there a little bit. Like if you look at, okay, why is, why is this show so good so far? Two episodes in got the right cast. You've already got a great story. You're adapting it in interesting ways. You're doing interesting things with like, Okay, we have these gameplay mechanics. How do we like convert and adapt that to the show? You got Neil there. You got Craig there. You've got obviously the prestige and budget of HBO slash Warner Brothers. <clears throat> uh, so that's like all clicking very well so far. Um, and like you know, the, the cast has turned out really great. Yes, they're a little bit different to the characters, but obviously they're going to be like their own versions of those. Um, that's that doesn't apply to like that doesn't automatically mean that Horizon on Netflix is going to be as good because obviously you're not going to have neil Druckmann go over to <laughs> to go over to horizon on netflix because he doesn't work for that at all yeah um you know or, or whatever um depends like who the cast and things like that are so um the the, the the notable difference there is yes these ip and these stud like studios who make these games are all, are all under the roof of sony but sony is the one like guiding it they're not the ones that are sort of like control the quality necessarily because th- that goes down to the individual game developers and in this case the showrunners directors actors um and story and stuff and yeah like you said e- even in cases um i mean you could have had a situation where okay last of us fantastic story worked really well in the game if you get the wrong people to come along and show mm-hmm. on it they might like just mess it up um which has happened with 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 other examples of stuff where like fans have said, hey, you have this very simple like thing within this game. Why didn't you adapt it in this simple way? And, and the show or the film or whatever it would have been messed it up. Like if you, if, for example, if you look at there was um, some information talked about like oh w- what the Sam Raimi version of this was going to be, and we look at what that was. I mean, obviously we didn't see that, so we don't know if it was going to be any good or bad. But the, like the ideas behind that and how that was spoken about like oh it's going to be like a sexy last of us like what what the hell does that mean um (laughs) and then you look at what this is and you're like oh craig mazin yeah chernobyl neil Druckmann, cool he's here hbo brilliant pedro pedro pascal brilliant and you just have parts of it that works um also just whether it was going to be whatever it was going to be with sam raimi you i i personally think if you'd look at that like okay sam raimi could have done a job with this but it's like hmm is is that like because you, you hear about projects and then you hear about names attached to them and sometimes you go no that can't work that that doesn't that doesn't sound like the right fitting piece so when you talk about like because when i hear when i think of you know sam raimi it's you know doctor strange and spider-man uh and maybe some other stuff and it's like no i don't really see how that works with the last of us whereas you talk craig mazin i think of chernobyl obviously he's got this weird other part of his cv but yeah. you, you look at chernobyl and you go ah that works you know, so it, it's about finding that. Um, also, I don't mean to, like, continue to pick on Netflix, but they bring it on themselves. I don't, <laughs> like, I don't fundamentally trust... I mean, n- no. name, me, name me any IP. Name me anything. Name me, like, Crash Bandicoot or, like, 
any game. I just don't, at the moment don't trust Netflix to do any of of those things. Um, whether it be a game I do or don't like, or or, or a book, or like um, I don't know, converting a film to a show the other way around. Like with what Netflix has been doing, um, and I think other people are starting to slowly realise this. Um, like if you're giving me the option of any game that I like, na- name me any game that I like that I've played, like Red Dead or Crash Bandicoot or, or anything, if you name me any of them and say, hey Matt, do you want Netflix to make this or HBO to make this? I'm probably going to say HBO each time uh, if you're giving me those two options. Yeah, I might absolutely. I might say I might say things like Amazon or Apple or maybe Disney or FX or something, um, but they've, they've, they've brought that on themselves. And it's it's been interesting seeing like, again, the conversation around Resident Evil, which is slightly comparable to this in the same like post-apocalyptic sort of zombie area. Yes, obviously, it's, it is different to Last of Us. But you look at how they mucked that up. They got cancelled after one season. So if you look at even that as an example, why would I want Netflix to, to do something? I mean, they still make shows that I really like. You know, th- th- there's still that. Um, anyway, David, what do, you, what do you think of the, uh, the situation with that? Yeah, no, I mean, I'm very much with you. I, I wouldn't trust Netflix with a TV show, um, y- you know. And, I mean... It does depend on the showrunners. Like Horizon yeah. is Horizon is is got the the showrunner behind that is the same guy that was behind Umbrella Academy, and um, I, you know, so that has something going for it. I, the problem is that if it isn't some massive hit for them, it's not going to make it out of one season. Um, Twisted Metal is an interesting one because it is it's got the Deadpool people behind it. Um, that sounds like given, it fits. Yeah, that sort of fits, but it's on Peacock in the US. Uh, don't know whether it's going to be on Peacock over here because of rights things. But yeah, wouldn't that be on Sky? The Sky thing for it? Maybe, maybe not. It, that's, not, not all of them have quite come over that way, have they? N- no, no, that Which doesn't always follow through. Silly. Um, <laughs> sometimes, if it's a co-production with somebody else, uh, yeah, Sony, yeah. you know, Sony may sell it to Peacock in the US, but Sony may keep the rights, the international rights, and sell it to whoever internationally. So it doesn't always translate that way. Um, the reason that we've got The Last of Us is because it was sold to HBO and, and Sky have a deal with HBO that every, all their content comes onto Sky, apart from anything that's exclusive to HBO Max. It's only the HBO broadcast channel that that uh, actually that really annoys me. <laughs> yeah, which is very annoying. Yeah. Um, although, mind you, HBO, Warner Brothers Discovery have cancelled an awful lot of stuff recently. So, um, But uh, the God of War series, for example, the person that's behind that... Um, is the guy that was behind Wheel of Time and you know, okay. Mm. Uh he also worked on Agents of Shield, which, you know, was a fun show, but I I don't know whether it's got the gravitas of you know, something like what you're expected to do with God of War. Um but it's on Amazon. You know, which is it's a good platform. Uh, yeah. A good platform, you know, more, more than enough money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, I mean, if I was making a show now, the people I will want to take it are, are um, HBO, Apple, Prime Video. Those are the three yeah, platforms those are the I would top be looking at right because the, because those that's where the, that's where not only I mean particularly with Amazon and Prime uh, with with Prime and Apple, you know that there is the money if they like it and it's a good quality product. 
the money is there to make multiple seasons of it and you're likely to get renewed early. Difficult to say exactly with HBO because of the way things are going with Warner Brothers Discovery right now. But, you know, they seem to have be settling down a little bit. But, um, you know, they are in the state of flux at the moment. Mm. I don't think there's any issue with The Last of Us. I mean, it's been a massive hit. But um, those are certainly, in terms of quality, you're expecting high-quality programs out of Prime Video, Apple, and HBO. Mm-hmm. So those are the ones I'm picking for. I'd be very nervous selling something to Netflix. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you look You look at, um, again, HBO is one that goes for quality over quantity. You look at their HBO CV and you've got, you know, Sopranos, The Wire, Game of Thrones. Exactly. Like maybe, was it Broadwalk Empire as well? Yes. Um, you know, some of those big, big shows, those are some of the most successful and critically acclaimed shows ever. Um, so there you go. Uh but yeah, what 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 do we think of the other Sony stuff? Um, we'll just have to see how it plays out. Uh, yeah, it also it also depends on casting. Like if you miscast Aloy or if you miscast Kratos for God of War or, um, whatever. Speaking of um, because we talked a few times about like casting younger characters. Obviously, somebody like Ellie was a was a challenge because although there are a lot of child age ish sort of actors, some of them aren't as good. Because mm-hmm. it's difficult to do that because you know they're, they're younger and a bit more inexperienced. Be interesting to see what they do with Atreus with with that. Who's yes. around and he's a bit more obviously that's not quite so so human that role, but um, he is kind of around about that sort of um, Ellie slash Judith ish sort of age. Yeah. Um, that sort of like what thir- th- thirteen to nineteen sort of age range. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't know who could play that. I mean. Chandler Riggs is too old for that now. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's he like, 20 something now, I think? At least I would have thought, yes. Yeah. So, um, and there's been some jokes about like Tom Holland is going to be a Treas. That, that <laughs> as much as I love Tom Holland, that wouldn't work at all. Yeah. That would be uh, interesting. Uh, anyway, that's it for this podcast. Thank you all very much for listening. Um, please join us uh, as the weeks go by. Uh, I was going to say join us next week. I guess they will join us next week anyway. Because yes, that's, be when, that's when, when they'll be coming it. out. Yeah. Uh join us next week for the next one for episode three. Um just a last point. I was curious as well because I uh watched episode two and I was like, for whatever reason I'm gonna tell David I really enjoyed it. And you keep hinting at me that episode three is gonna be very good. Well I expect it to be very good, but you uh seem to be hinting that there's there's something else in the episode that I'll that I'll that yeah, I'll be no, enjoying. I, th- episode three is um I mean you I, it's a it's a bottle episode of sorts but it is Mm -hmm. a longer episode um i i think it's a fantastic bit of television episode three and and um yes have your hankies at the ready (laughs) because it's it's beautiful that episode really is lovely cool alright join us next week for that in the meantime you can find everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org for TV, games, films main night podcasts check out what we do when we do it all those sorts of things uh, if you want to support the podcast and entertainment talk in other ways you can of course tell other people about what we do and where they can find it either by just telling them or using social media Patreon $5, $10 level tiers for the free podcast review options have a look out for that as well if you'd like to uh, TV and film news there's still some renewals cancellations pickups air dates and film news going on uh, David what's happening over there? Um, yeah over on geektown.co.uk uh, there will be a new episode of the uh, Geektown Radio podcast going out but by the time you listen to this we will have recorded it but I can't tell you what's on it because 
<laughs> yeah, done it yet. Done it yet. <laughs> um, so, uh, but yeah, there is a lot of news going up on the website. We've had renewals for things like uh, Outlander, but um, there's also its final season. We've, they've that's got a spin-off coming up. There's uh, some news about Alex Rider season three. There's some stuff coming up on ITVX, which looks really interesting in the UK. Uh, there's a little trailer thing being dropped for Invincible today. Uh, there's uh, Cobra Kai as well. There's some news on that. So there's lots and lots of news of things. Apple made a announced a whole bunch of things as well earlier in the week um which is looking really really good so yeah there's lots and really interesting stuff so uh geektown.co.uk for both all that sort of news and all your air dates and stuff because there's lots of cancellations and renewals and of course uh geektown radio as well is there you'll find it there and on your favorite podcast platform as well Excellent. Go and check all that out. Get informed about TV and film news. Uh, you can also find Bex over on Twitch. I almost forgot what it was. Uh, Trista, B-Y-T-E-S. Go and follow Bex over on Twitch for her fantastic content. Uh, classic retro game and chat streams. All that good fun stuff over there. Uh, you can also find me over on Twitch at eTalkUK in YouTube Entertainment Talk Plays. Basically, if you miss any of the streams, they'll be put onto YouTube and all the other stuff goes onto YouTube. But just follow the Twitch account and subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, put a lot of... Um, I, I've gotten really good at sniping again on COD. So I've been uh, uploading a few <laughs> clips of that. I've really been surprising myself. Like, because it's, it's not easy to snipe. Uh, but very satisfying. So go and check out those clips as well. Uh, thanks very much for listening. And we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye.